Patriots, and it's Sunday, April 30th in the year 2023, unless, of course, you're on the East Coast, and right now you just entered into Monday, which, sorry, not going to happen on my end. Ugh, can't do that one. Sorry about that, but mm-mm, have not in the Monday yet. I'll get there soon enough. Patriots, big announcement today. Now, first of all, because I know I'm going to start getting the emails, so hear me. You can't be Be patient. The newsletter went out tonight. It's gonna. We finally got the newsletter up and rolling, and we announced tonight the big announcement, which I told you was coming. The t-shirt store is open, and I'm telling you, our t-shirt manufacturing facility is already sweating. They're like, "Oh my goodness, where'd all these t-shirt orders come from?" Because it's all these hungry Bards Nation people that are like, "I want a t-shirt," so it's gonna be awesome. And so the, fortunately, we don't have, um, we don't hire illegal aliens and we don't have sweatshops, but they're going to feel like they're in a sweatshop when they get through with this one. I'm telling you, it's going to be good. So that said, I'm probably going to get a bunch of people that say we didn't get the email or the newsletter. So we'll get it figured. If you didn't get the, here's what I'm going to do. We're going to put up. Starting tomorrow, there'll be an email that you can, I'll put it underneath the podcast. 
And if you did not get the newsletter by tomorrow, you can start emailing that email and say, Give, here's my email address. Please put it on, put me on the mailing list. So we had a bunch of kickbacks on the newsletter tonight, which was unusual. So I don't know what's going on. I don't know if people changed their email. I don't know if we got a bunch of spammers going in there. Maybe. It doesn't matter. But we're going to clear all those out because that doesn't do good. When you get bounce backs, it works negatively for you. So anyway, but that's it. The T-shirt store is live. Wednesday, we put t- tickets on sale for Bard's Fest, which is going to be awesome. Everybody will like that. And in the meantime... We have to talk about my pillow. You're still looking good. I'm still feeling good. You know, I've got all your my pillow products: mattress topper, bed sheets, my pillows, towels, slippers, blankets, sleepwear. Dog whoa, bed. whoa, Charles! Everyone now can get my pillow products at huge discounts at mypillow.com. That's right. Now's the time to go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to take advantage of our three-in-one sale. We're bringing you exciting new products, overstock specials, and closeout deals you won't find anywhere else. For example, when you buy one of our brand new MyPillow 2.0s, you get another one absolutely free. And with our overstock sale, you save 50% on our luxurious Giza Dream bed sheets. That's as low as $29.99. So MyPillow products, awesome products. Check it out. I have the MyPillow 2.0s. They're awesome, super products. And I would highly encourage you to check those out. I I have the 2.0 pillows. I've got the Giza sheets. I've got the comforters. It just, it doesn't get better. Awesome products. Okay. All right. Patriots, you know, the big news, obviously, for the weekend is the T-shirt store is up and running. And it's... um, there's, we're going to have some normal bumps in the road just with what we're doing with our store. It's just normal. We're, we'll hope to have very few of them. Um, just email us if you have a problem. It's that simple. Or let one of the mods know if you're in the if you're in Telegram. We will fix the problem. And I just say that because this is a we've been building up to a big launch this year, and I'm super excited because this is part of a greater philosophy of what God put on my heart. I guess about a year and a half ago, which was the the words were seed forests. And so, you know, if you've, the newsletter came out and um, we're going to get it posted as a blog as well on the website. Obviously, if you go to bardsfm.com, that's where you'll find the t-shirt store. All that. And there's going to be a lot of improvements over the next coming months. You know, kind of a new look and feel with the website we're working on. We're just trying to get things rolling now, getting rolling quickly. We've got two T-shirt styles to come out with. We already have a a Bard's Fest T-shirt designed as well. That's coming in the next couple of weeks. We're going to have kids' shirts here pretty quick. So a lot of cool stuff. A lot of fun stuff's happening. All right? But if you have a problem with your order, you have a problem with whatever, just email us. We're family. When we start taking up, I mean, unless you're, we had somebody accidentally try to fix a problem in their exchange, I don't know, with their credit card the other day. And it just, it ended up being such a colossal mess. And all it would have taken 
and and we did resolve it. But I'm saying we could have solved it on our end, like within seconds, and it ended up taking weeks. There's no need for that. So most of these problems are normal little itsy glitzy things that happen on the websites or the whatever else, like the demons that work in the websites. So just anyway, if you have problems, let us know. Otherwise, we're excited to launch this T-shirt store, and it's going to grow big. But it follows a philosophy that, like I said, that God put on my heart a few, about about 18 months ago, maybe two years ago. And it was to grow forests. And the principle behind that is that we're in a corporate consolidation right now where we're all subject to the deception of brands as if they're different companies when, in fact, they're all owned by single companies. And as I wrote in the newsletter today, we were looking for, I wanted wanted an American-made T-shirt. And that literally means in the terms from dirt to shirt, which means I wanted cotton that was grown in the U.S. I wanted manufacturing that made the T-shirt, and I wanted it in a manufacturer that had those shirts built in America. And we found it. It wasn't easy, but we found it. And super happy with the quality. So we are launching that shirt. And then with that, it was, oh, it's been about, it's been about a year in build, roughly, this month, in fact. We've, I've been buying the equipment, so we have our own T-shirt print shop. And now we have a Bards Nation T-shirt print shop. And the principle behind this is that as we, we are, obviously, we, we don't own our own T-shirt manufacturing company yet. But the idea is to encourage and to inspire other small businesses to do the same. I mean, we, we're, we're going to lead the way when I talk about doing right work. In every phase that we can, we're going to continue to raise up small businesses because that's the principle behind this. And then to grow out the businesses, and then we'll continue to help others to grow up businesses. So that's the, the concept of helping each other and continuing to grow big and become an economic engine ourselves as a, as a community. So that's the whole philosophy. So the one cool thing about this is you can know that the T-shirt printing on your shirt is truly coming from somebody who walks with Jesus. I mean, like hardcore. He's he's an amazing man with an amazing family. And I'm really honored to have him part of all of that. And, uh, oh, we know who he is. It's Bear. He's the man printing your shirts. So there you go. No more incognito. So it's Bear. And he's a great, great part of our community. And he's the one who's now taking and running with the t-shirt print business. And uh, super excited to have him part of this. And talented and amazing father and amazing husband and amazing man in Christ. So we're blessed. So you'll know that you're getting a you're getting the best of quality right there. Can't get better. You know, I had to, it, I always love Sundays because no matter what happens on Sundays and through the weekend, there, God has always got something for me to talk about. And it kind of started out like this yesterday because um, next week I have, I have a super busy week coming up. Last week, as you know, last weekend, a week ago Saturday, I bought a bull which we're still arranging to get down to the ranch. This week, I have, we're still pushing to get all of our stuff in the ground in our garden. I had a big planting day yesterday and not as much of one today. We're going to be more tomorrow. And then on Wednesday or Thursday, I've got three hives of bees coming in. And then two weeks later, I've got two more hives of bees coming in. So I'm going to be up to five hives. 
And then we got our normal stuff for Bard's Fest and everything else. But, you know, I, I yesterday I was, I called Michelle with Resistance Chicks. And if you don't know this, she is, of the two, Michelle and Leah, Michelle is the beekeeper. And she's been doing bees for about eight years now. And she's just an unbelievable resource. And then Brad Cummings and his wife do bees. So I've got some really great feedback on bees. So I, I called Michelle just to get some um, some feedback on bees because I was looking for, in particular, she, she uses a type of bee, a variety of bees, a, a Saskatraz. And I'm getting Italians, and then I'm ordering two more nook, nukes of um, Saskatraz in a couple of weeks. So all that's just bee talk. But here's my point. And I, I just really found this amazing in the time in which we live because she and I talked for about an hour just about bees. And it wasn't just bees. It's an attitude that is evolving at, at an exponential level within the community of all of us that are out here walking with Jesus, all of us that are out here building out this alternate economy, kind of a kingdom walk, if you will. And it's just this wholesome conversation of sharing and giving and helping one another. And it just struck me how the conversations have changed so much within the circle that we're, we've built we've been part of building. We didn't specifically build it, but we've been part of building it. And we've been significantly, significant contributors to this. When we sit down and have these conversations, our emphasis is really now about raising each other up. And we have such rich conversations about things that are literally, I mean, I would say it this way, I would have never imagined having these lengths of conversations a few years ago. But now these conversations are all geared towards each one of us becoming stronger and mightier in what we do. So when I say that, like this conversation was about bees, but it's a bigger discussion than bees. I had a conversation with Brad Cummings for an hour about bees, and it's bigger than bees. This always ties back to our relationship with God's creations. It's, it ties back to our place of establishing sovereignty and taking ourselves to a level of personal self-sufficiencies, of listening to nature, of listening to how God works with us and following this lead. And it's just an amazing step back, as we've said so often, to step back. We have to go back to go forward. There's a really transformational thing happening around. Tonight, or yesterday when I was working out in the garden, it happens that my neighbor behind me, is a physical therapist. And I'm still having some problem with sciatica, which goes to, apparently goes to a, an injury. It's not an injury. It's just an overstress that I did in one of my workouts that has still been plaguing me pretty badly. So I saw my neighbor yesterday and I said, hey, I'm just curious, you know, do you do house calls? And, and, and he's like, well, I can. And he said, you want, what do you have? And I told him what was going on. He says, I'll just come on over. I said, well, what do you charge? And he's like, nothing. And the thing is that like tonight, he, he came through his back gate. We put in a new fence last year, which benefited us both. And I, I just put the fence in so that we all have a better fence back there. 
And it was just such old world because he just walked through his gate and walked into my gate and came in and spent an hour with me tonight just on doing, looking over the physical therapy stuff and what I needed to do and, and so forth. Yesterday I'm in an hour with Brad and I'm in an hour with, with Michelle. All of these things are us contributing to something bigger than ourselves. And I think that that's really speaks so deeply to me anyway, to what we have. We have a, we're all in a different world than the people that are out here worried about gender and being misgendered and I don't know. I, I, I can't, I, I physically, mentally can't even process the way they are. And I put it like this. Last Friday, when we were doing our prayer Friday, and I don't remember who it was, but someone had asked for us to pray for them. And in the process, they had mentioned that they had lost nine family members over this last year and a half or so. And the, it's all related to this death shot. And this is the real side of our life. And it's really, we're in an interesting place because while the clowns dance around and worry about their gender dysphoria and castrating children because they say it helps them. I'm not kidding about that, by the way. Matt Walsh literally was just, he had a great piece with a girl trying to argue with him that castrating kids, chemically castrating children was a good thing for them because it helped them get over their depression. These people are really crazy. As they're dealing with that sort of level of insanity, the real world is needing healing. And our role is becoming increasingly more significant in everything that we do because there's no other place for people to turn. When I look at how we relate and support one another, it's significant. I, I am a just, I'm going to speak for me. I don't know how you are on this, but I just, like my big thing is that when at this point in time, I really believe that God is looking to us and expecting us to help one another get up, but we also have the expectation that we all need to do something with those opportunities, not just sit with our hand out waiting for more mana to fall from the sky. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people that are wounded and a lot of people that are hurt and suffering, and I understand that. And if trust me, I truly, truly understand that. Okay? my I have a heart to heal and see people stand back up. I want to see that. And all of this was going through my weekend as I'm working in the garden and just thanking God for the blessings that I have here with my family, my parents, the beautiful home that we have, and all of these things. And it's very humbling when you start to reflect on what people are going through that is far worse than what I've dealt with whether it's loss of family or it's dealing with personal issues, cancers, uh, physical pain, trauma in the family for whatever reason that is. There's a lot of pain out here right now. And our role 
in the community that we have built is really to raise up each other. And as we do, we need to get people to a place where they can stand. And I believe that. I mean, I'm, I'm, this is me talking. You can take it, leave it. I hope you will take it because I don't think it's enough just to go, okay, here you go, and just kind of get them up a little bit. We got to get people up where they can stand. And that's a metaphor, obviously. But when I say that, having been through a period in my life, and it wasn't that long ago, I mean, this, these two weeks, last week and this week, are the weeks that Bards FM went live four years ago, 2018. 18 months before that, I had lost everything. And it didn't get any better after they threw me in jail for 20 days. And it was a friend of mine, as I've told you, he's a close, close friend. He's a brother from Afghanistan, man. Called me up and he said, I need you to come down here. You need to come home. And I lived on that farm for two years. And I did work that was, you know, I remodeled the place I was in. Um, didn't have a vehicle of my own. And uh, just learned to get by on very little. And it's a very humbling place in your life that I never let myself forget. Because I know that it took time to get my legs back underneath me. Even though God was directing me where to go and it told me very clearly in a dream and I woke up the fourth morning when I was in jail, the fourth morning it was very clear, I need you to do storytelling and your film again. I'm like, okay. But the road ahead on that is, it sounds easy, but it's not. There's the whole business of doing things, the learning what you have to do, the stepping up, you're gonna fail at some points, you're gonna have to navigate your way through you have to find your own voice, your own footing. Businesses are that way. And businesses take time to stand up. They don't just happen. This is a one of these myths. Like somehow you're going to open a business and everybody's going to come flooding to your doors. That's not what happens. It ta- And business in this era is very complex. I mean, we're having one half of the business environment being redefined by artificial intelligence. And then we have other people out here that are trying to do business in a way away from artificial intelligence. It's a wild west out here right now. But I digress. It takes time. And the commitments that we have to make to one another, I would hope would be that if someone falls, that we're going to be there to help them get back on their feet to stand. And once we get the feet underneath them, then it's up to each of us when we receive that blessing to continue to listen to God, but to use, but even during that time of standing, I'm a big believer that you have to fight and work twice, three times, four times as hard as you've ever had to in your life to be an overcomer. It never gets easy, but it does get deeper in the relationship with Jesus. And that to me is the most rewarding part. And as we dig deeper and get deeper, then we start to see the greater rewards are coming that way because we were given opportunity after opportunity to serve kingdom. I And that's kind of how I walk. So in this reflection of this weekend, you know, if you get the stories of Brad Cummings or you get the stories of Michelle and Lee or you get my story, and that's three people out of thousands of people that have all walked difficult paths. 
because I know that a lot of you have walked greater, more difficult paths than me. And as long as we keep that perspective in mind, I think it keeps ourselves in the place of a humble heart to remember what our real purpose is here. This community has been amazing to be part of and to be part of growing and be part of receiving. I've had the blessing of having many people around here that are in the last few years that have challenged me to, to step higher, have encouraged me to go deeper. And we've, we need to do that for each other. That's iron sharpening iron. And in that place, as I sat and reflected this weekend, we're trying to do something very bold right now. And it's a little bit intimidating when you look at the magnitude of the system. We're talking about forging out on our own, basically. It's an exodus of a form of not playing the game of the Luciferian elite. I've listened to a lot of comments about people looking at the new incoming economy, the new 15-minute cities, the, the way that the new social credit score is going to work, the CBDC, all of these things. None of it is, is mind-calming. It's all agitation stuff. But the interesting thing I've noticed is the majority of the voices, whether it's on Twitter or whether it's in TikTok, have acquiesced to saying, it is coming, there's nothing you can do about it. And it's a sad statement because that means that they don't have any faith. They just have an acceptance. And what they're, and the pivot is then you need to adapt in some form or another like this. You need to figure out what this new economy is going to be so you can remain relevant. And the answer to that the answer they're asking, what they're asking people to do is the wrong direction to take. In this weekend, as I've reflected on so much of this and spending time yesterday planting the tomatoes and doing a little different planting this year, because I've done, I broke my potato, I, tomatoes last year I did in big blocks. And I'm, it was okay for harvesting, but I don't, I'm going to really break these up into companion planting arrangements this year. So I've done like, I broke it up this year in one of the beds where it's eight tomato plants and five rows of carrots and eight tomato plants and five rows of carrots. And I've done this and this is a, I'm going to be doing this a lot in the, in the garden and everything we're doing, we're trying to maximize our space and considering how successful we were last year with the garden that I had projected it would provide We'd be lucky if we could get about 60% of our food. And honestly, with all of our fresh, whether it's greens or vegetables, we've we produced about 80% of everything we ate last year, maybe even a little bit more that came out of less than less than a quarter of an acre. And that sort of realness is what we're talking about. And that has happened because of study. That's happened because I listen and people to share ideas. It happens because we we pay attention to the to what's going on in our garden spaces, and we really put our focus in there. That's relevancy within God's economy. But worrying about whether you're going to be an AI programmer or whether you're going to be an idea consolidator or 
or you're going to get some sort of skills that you're going to need to build these new 15-minute cities. I mean, this is the conversations that are happening increasingly across the web ecosphere. And it's a really sad statement towards humanity because there's no fight. There's no defiance. There's acquiescence because they can't imagine how we would overcome the God of money and the, the need to have wealth. What a sad statement. I planted carrots, and carrots are, as I'm sure most of you have done carrots, carrots are, I overplant my carrots. Let me put it this way. The seeds are so small. And so what I do is I overplant my carrots in my rows, and then as they, once they germinate and they get start to get some tops on them, then I go through and I start weeding them out. And the beauty of that is you'll usually get it like a little baby carrot and you'll get the green top which is edible. And then you can start weeding down your carrots so you get better and better spacing. And then they, but you're able to gain some of the benefits of an early harvest. But carrots are one of those things that you're going to seed a lot of them in that process. And as I'm going through that, I'm thinking, you're going through the process of looking at this for a moment like, well, what if I was, is this wealth? And the answer is yes, it's wealth. But the amazing part is that God gives us in a, in a flower, in a, in a vegetable or a fruit that goes to flower when we get the seeds from it, we get an amazing bounty and there's more than we could ever use. If you collect all the seeds off of a pear tree or all the seeds out of your kale crop when it goes to flower and goes to seed, or if you collect all the seeds from your onion crop, you have more, you have an increased in bounty that's unbelievable. And the only problem you're going to have is space to grow it all. And as we start to get into the principles of stewardship, and we want to talk about relevancy in God's economy, we need to start in we're talking about how to better steward the land that we have, how to increase productivity through maybe winter cycles. So maybe you're going to build a, a greenhouse or a, a tunnel. Um, are you going to store things by drying them? Are you going to store things by canning them? Are you going to store things by cold cellaring them? But that's relevancy in God's economy. Unfortunately, the psychosis has settled in that one cannot imagine a world without being part of this new super advanced technology. And that's the drug and it's the trap in one breath. So the way people are looking at this is there's no way to stop what's coming because part of those equations that are not stoppable are one, they can't imagine living without having artificial intelligence in their life to fly their new fly car or to tell them what to write. But it's a, it's a loony world that we're walking into. And those that are eagerly helping build it are, real, are not realizing that they will soon become slaves of it. And they're not spending the time building the relationships, the intimacy within God, and the f true skills that are needed to build a kingdom-type economy. The acceleration in which we're doing things right now is, for many, and I would argue even for most, is significant. 
And the way in which we can move the world is increasingly significant. One of those other pieces of the weekend, as I was reflecting on this, was our prayers. We have testimonies now every single Friday of the impact of prayer in the most phenomenal way. Prayer that's truly transforming people's lives. Prayer is healing cancer. We have those testimonies. They're in writing. We have prayers for a little baby girl that was a preemie that's now for the first time has been able to be held by her grandmother and she's they've moved her off of the radical ventilator she had because her lungs are growing and she's getting stronger. We have had prayers for Shelley down in Dallas and 22 days after a massive aneurysm as we joined in other people praying for her, she's home. And doctors are stunned. They've never seen anybody heal this quickly. And as I'm going through this and I'm, I'm thinking about this, I'm like, okay, so where do we, why are we putting a limit? And we do. That's why I say it up this way. Why are we putting a limit on what our prayers can do? I, we've gained the confidence in praying for one another. And we're gaining that confidence in declaring healing and watching the, the massive powers of prayer heal people. And it isn't one person, it's us together as a community. And some of these are exclusive to Bards Nation and others are part of other prayer requests. And it's that's irrelevant. But when I look at, for example, just the point of like the garden, I'm not, I haven't spent enough time, I've spent some, but I haven't spent enough time just praying into the garden for a great bounty. And I am doing that now because it's a gift. It's a, it's a graciousness God's giving us wealth and we need to be honoring of what that wealth is. And that's, again, that's a redefining of a paradigm, which we're caught into. But I want to take this a bit further because as I am sitting here reflecting tonight and I, I'm looking at moving a mountain from here to there, the faith of a mustard seed. And I'm like, okay, so we're witnessing healing. Do we truly believe, and this was the question I put to myself, do we truly believe that our prayers could transform a nation? Now, Bear and I had a great talk about this last night because, yes, that same Bear that's doing our T-shirts, our great mod. And we were reflecting back on Bard's Fest 1. And really what was at the center point of Bard's Fest 1 was a repentance for the nation. And when we really backtracked to that time and place, no one else had done that. I'm not saying that we are the catalyst for all things, but I'm going to tell you that so much of what has happened in our nation in the rise of the power and focus on repentance can be taken back to that time frame of Bard's Bard's Fest in 2021. Because it was the intent and the intensity of the intent that we put before it. So I go back to that question, do we believe that our prayers can transform a nation? And the fact is, we've already done it. So we need to do it again. And not just once, but every day. 
And we need to make it a focus on every one of our Friday prayers to pray for the nation, to transform this nation into a kingdom space that where God is on the throne above us. Our prayers make a difference. And as we gain and reclaim that authority, and as we are relearning the old skills that have lost, we have to start being honest with what our potential is here. I want you to think about this. This is an interesting, it's a bit of a rhetorical question, but it's an important one. Why is it so important for those in power to literally spend trillions of dollars every year convincing us of what we want to, of what the world will look like and what we're supposed to buy? Why? The simple and naive answer is because they're trying to sell product. But I think it's much deeper than that. Because I think it gets to the core of who we really are. And I think the testimony to this in a very small amount is that prayers are healing people. If our prayers can heal people, that would scare the holy bejeebies out of me if I was an elite that didn't have that power because I don't have faith in the one God. That would tell me that if I had the tools at my disposal to influence the way people believe and think, that I would spend anything I could to have people use the same power that they could heal to create a world that they destroyed themselves through their lack of faith and their belief in the negative. They say that when you talk to a plant and you talk nicely, it'll grow better. Every beekeeper will tell you, when you talk to your bees, they get to know you better. Every hunter will tell you that when you track and you pay attention to the subtleties of the environment, that you become one, and that when the deer presents itself, it's as if you already know him. All of these things are tied together. And we have the power through our prayers, I am convinced, to massively change things. But we cannot have the slightest bit of doubt. Now that may run into the face of some people, and I may be accused of trying to create some sort of prosperity gospel in terms of change. And and I'm I'm really going to say, all right, whatever, because here's the bottom line. We're not asking for money. What we're asking for is for people to pray more focused and more intently. And the one thing the Bible tells us over and over is we should be praying and we should be praying more. And the logic strain is very simple. Like I said, if I if we can work together to heal somebody of cancer in prayer, or we can work together to see a child transformed by prayer, what's to stop us from praying into a world to transform a world into being more centered on God through prayer? I don't think it's out of the realm of pop- impossible. I don't think it's... I should rephrase. I don't think it's out of the world of possible. 
I think it's extremely possible. And in so doing, we're living into our authorities of being the children of the Most High. I've said all along, we're greater than we realize. And it's a logic thing again. No enemy would spend the billions and trillions of dollars trying to get us to destroy ourselves the way these crazy people do, unless they knew that we were greater than we knew, than greater than them, and we didn't know it, and they had to convince us otherwise. So, as we are entering now into the season of planting and getting the gardens growing, entering into the season of getting the hives and the bees going, we're starting to experience the growth of wealth in the way God has wealth, amazing wealth, unlimited wealth. As we're being reminded again and again by too many people that the future is determined, there's no way out. We're going to be in 15-minute cities. We're going to be using a digital currency. They're going to, the CBDC is going to control your life. You need to make yourself relevant. I just put up the hand and I say, no, sorry. Because we're not going that path. At least I'm not. We're walking a path. It's a path built on the foundation where the captain of the Lord of Hosts army stood which was holy ground. And we're declaring that. And as we walk forward, we're building out a path forward here now that we're truly trusting in God. And we're leaning into the authorities given to us to heal the sick. And to heal the sick means we can heal a sick nation through our prayers. I think we can do it. The challenge is put forth to all to consider but I will give you this. It will now be part of our Friday prayers. There's nothing to lose here and everything to gain. Let's pray. Father, we are really blessed this evening to be here and honored with everything that you give us and the blessings you provide for us. We're in a crazy time an amazing time, but a crazy time because so much of this, those in power want us to constantly believe in the negative. Everything that they do is to dictate to us what we're going to be and what we're going to become. And sadly, too many people acquiesce to that. And they fall to it, Father, to a large degree because they can't separate the path they're on and the money they're paid with that of the trust in you and the wealth of kingdom. And unfortunately, when we use the word wealth, Father, too often people translate that to some form of silver or gold shekels or material things. And they miss the richness and the wealth which you provide, the bounties which you provide, the resources that come in the many different ways. You've blessed us with a community that continues to look to help each other. And so we begin tonight with a prayer to say, 
Father, we just pray for more of that, more hearts of a cheerful giver to help raise each other up to be stronger and mightier, to truly have a footing as we face this enemy and to, when people fall, to make sure that together we stand up and help the person stand up and that each person that stands is reinvigorated and the fires of passion and righteousness reignite in their, in their heart, hearts. We also pray, Father, for a clarity, though, in this moment on listening to you and not listening to the orchestration of the determined ends that this enemy wants us to. It's amazing, Father, when we reflect how much people will listen to a TV, listen to a newscast, read a headline, Listen to somebody on social media, and yet they'll say at the same breath, they can't hear you. What a tragedy. So, Father, we pray tonight for each one who seeks and desires to hear your voice, that your voice will be heard clearly. And at that moment that your voice is heard, even if it's in a whisper, will be a transformational moment to never again pay attention to this other garbage that's out here trying to tell them how to think. But rather to be empowered, emboldened, and to be shaken even to the core of, of your voice, of your presence, in such an amazing way that it will be truly transformational. Always eyes on the cross. Always eyes on you. And as we do that, Father, we pray that there will be a diminishing interest in paying attention to the noise and an exponential increase in seeking you and your voice. Bless us and guide us. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Patriots, I'll tell you, it's it is amazing to me, and I said it there in prayer that, and I I, I encounter this a lot, how much the focus there will be on the craziness of news and the insanity of this world, and how often I will hear that, and, and then a, within a few sentences say things like, I I have a hard time hearing what God wants me to do. Well. If you're in that case, here's what I'm going to say. Shut off the noise from the world. Turn up the volume and your focus on Father God. My point of all of this is they spend the trillions a year that they do so that we will not hear our Father. It's not by accident, it's by design. And I truly believe that so much of this is because they know that if we did, nothing would be like it is right now. But they know that they control a great deal about how we think and how we react, how we pray, how we trust, and how we believe. Time to get deep into the Word time to step away from the noise, time to focus more deeply on one another. The rewards of helping another stand are immeasurable. Time to get your hands dirty in the garden 
planting a life and watching it grow to bring wealth and bounty is unbelievable. Time to listen to the bees. Time to go on the hunt. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war, so walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tomorrow for bended knee. Until then, or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. Chasing mountains I can't Fire